welcome to the Friday, August 20th installment of the Silicon Insider, the only uncensored look at life and business in the Valley. My name is Mike Malone, and I'm here with special contributor Scott Budman of NBC Bay Area. Our producer is Jordan Henderson. Our East Coast correspondent is Bob Grove. And our host, as always, is the Silicon Valley Business Journal. Okay, what's new this week? Um, you know, I, I think when it comes to uh, big tech, yeah, it's interesting to see that antitrust is coming back. Those, those guys won't go away. Yeah, the FTC filed another complaint, a follow-up. The judge, I guess the judge left the door open after he threw out the last one. But, you know, oftentimes the government just walks away after a failure. Right, Not and that was time. that was in June. And think of all the things that have happened in the, in the last couple of months to <laughs> deflect attention away from something like this. But the administration has added some people to the FTC, and uh, they're really going after big tech, especially Facebook. And I think once again, it's sort of the seeds that were planted back in the sort of Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders run mm-hmm. of, you know, break up Facebook. And I don't know that we're any closer to that, but the idea that Facebook could be a monopoly when it comes to social media and if you add in Google when it comes to search, right. uh, this this could be interesting if it has any teeth. Remember, like you just said, so far these uh, missions, if you will, have been kind right. of toothless. And ultimately, when they get the Zuckerbergs and the Pichais and those people, the, the Dorseys, to testify, we realize that they just don't know what they're talking about, they being right. the, the government. So it'll but be I interesting. I think this, the woman running the FTC now knows what she's talking Absolutely, about. Absolutely, I agree. And, you know, it, it reminds me of, stop, I mean, of, of patents that oftentimes you have to reapply and update your, your filing multiple times, get turned on every time, that's what Gilbert Hyatt did. He did it for 30 years. And he finally ended up with the patent for the chip. Uh, you know, I, I don't think the I think the FTC is, is like a pit bull right now. They are going to keep coming until they get a win. Right. And Facebook will continue to be unable to get out of its own way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just this week announcing, you know, of all things, more VR, like a way to meet in virtual well, we'll reality. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, I want to get into this. I didn't want to start with this, but uh, I, we, I put out a, remember I, I, I asked Bob Grove, our correspondent back in Massachusetts, to give a, since he was the expert on, you know, he busted the giant child porn rings for Forbes, um, what his reaction is to the new Apple technology, searching for child porn. He says, like so many people, my first reaction is, good, get the bastards and lock them away. Make them pay for the innocence they have stolen. Uh, remember, his, his 2001 child porn investigative series really looked at large tech companies that were turning the other way while transactions were going on uh, with child pornographers. Uh, he, he notes that this is still a very highly organized group of people and not easily found, and that which makes the Apple announcement so compelling. It's a new way to find them. Uh, but regardless of my personal feelings and involvement with this terrible material, Apple's efforts still raise some troubling issues for me. The issue of technology is that regardless of the intended purpose for any software or hardware development, it will always be used in unintended ways and many times it's not good. The Apple technology in the wrong hands could have bad consequences. It's the perfect tool for oppressive governments to looking to watch personal activity and identify dissenters or enemies of the state. So that's 
That's Bob's comment. Well, he's got a point even that technology in the right hands is dangerous because this technology is still unproven. It's artificial intelligence, it's algorithms. We know that algorithms have had uh, racial bias, have had gender bias, and yeah. now we're putting these algorithms and saying, find these horrible crimes, but they've gotten literally everything wrong up to this point. Right. How do we know they're going to get this right? And, and, and the chance of failure, the consequences, you post a picture of you giving a bath to your you know, young child, and the app picks it up, and next thing you know, you got SWAT teams at your house, and you're in the. And as you and I both know, you get arrested on page one, and you get you get cleared of the crime on page six F next to the shipping news. Right, and and may I make a, a quick correction? Um, given that we just talked about Facebook, <clears throat> I wouldn't say you post a picture yeah. of your kid in a bathtub ever. Yeah. Um, but. I would now think twice about even taking that cute picture because you don't know that it will be securely in yeah. your cloud on your right. phone. I guess that's what I hope. Nowadays, we're pretty wary about the Facebook picture, but we're not wary about posting it up to the cloud right. in our personal collection of family photos. And we should be just given again how, uh, you know, this, this happened about a year and a half ago with celebrities and they were putting, you know, kind of intimate pictures on their own phones thinking, right. hey, this is just me and no one else is going to see it except maybe my, you know, intimate friends. And the next thing you know, there's a, a hack of the cloud. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and and that's just a risk that we all need to sort of learn from, I think. And like you say, what's more um, vulnerable than than little children? And so I, I would think twice even before taking that picture. Not to mention certainly ever posting it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we got a lot of stuff today. Amazon's going to open retail stores. So basically. They wiped out all small retailers, and now they're going to build their own stores. Yeah, they've been doing this, and it is... I mean, and how symbolic. You put it in a Sears. I mean, they're, they're apparently searching out Sears around the country because they're all empty. And they they've got the lots. room. Yeah. They've got square footage. <laughs> uh, uh, mostly it's going to be in Ohio and California, apparently, initially. I really wonder how this will go. I mean, you said it yourself. Amazon is the reason that we don't go to these brick-and-mortar right. stores anymore. So if I'm looking for something that I can find on Amazon, yeah. am I going to say, well, I could sit here on my couch and press a button, or I could do what I used to do, which is to go to a brick-and-mortar store, right. except I don't do that anymore because of Amazon. <laughs> it's a weird circle. Well, I guess they're going to use them as fulfillment centers, too. Yeah. So you load them up with inventory, so the truck only has to, you know, the time from you know, storage facility to truck to your house is cut in two-thirds or something. Right, and that's the... Um, but the other the argument Amazon. was, well, even Sears even had little tiny stores in small towns in the old days because you could go in and touch the washing machine and see if that, that's what you really wanted. I'm not sure we need that touch anymore because we now have enough information being presented to us, pictures and demonstrations and everything else, and... I think Amazon's greatest strength has been its return policy. They, they don't ask questions, they just do it fast. And if that's the case, if you get it wrong, oh well, you know, that's, it's just gonna take two more days to get the right one. Right, I mean, it's interesting to see in the stores that do survive, like Best Buy, let's say, because you want to touch the electronics, yeah. they have the appliances that you'd see in your kitchen or the washer dryer. And um, yeah, how often are you really gonna look at a couple of different ones to make the decision? You're gonna say, well, one does it faster or has more features or is a little more environmentally friendly. 
uh, let's just pull the trigger on it and buy it. Um, whereas, uh, you know, Amazon makes all that possible in the push yeah, of a button. And I get more information from the Amazon listing. I can keep drilling down. I mean, yeah, I can go stand and touch a washer, but it's in a, on a busy showroom floor. You know, I'm getting eyeballed, eyeballed by the clerk. You know, I, it, it's really not a great experience anymore in comparison to doing virtual. Right. And I'm amazed that our job numbers have stayed so strong in the Amazon years. But, and we're seeing this now through the pandemic, the high-end jobs have come back and are still doing well. Right. But we're still seeing a lot of people unemployed trying to get those smaller jobs. And I wonder if retail, having all but gone away, is really going to lead to a shift that we haven't been able to make yet, and that's left a lot of people in the lurch trying to look for those jobs. I should throw in, a, uh, Apple has now come out as the biggest company in, I guess, in the world saying we're not going to reopen until January. January, next year. You're right, so, that's as of this morning. So we've now lost 2021, in a sense. Yeah, and Apple is an interesting if one. If we've lost it, I mean, I get the feeling we're not going back now. I, th I think we've fully assimilated. We mentioned this months ago. Is this going to change the culture? I think the culture's changed now. I think I think the status quo now will be working from home. It may be because the culture changed and the Apples and the Salesforces and the Googles and the Facebooks of the world uh, didn't falter, right? They right. kept their numbers up in terms of employment. They kept their numbers up in terms of revenue and all that stuff. And uh, certainly something is lost, everybody seems to admit, by not having face-to-face -face contact. But we're talking variants, we're talking booster shots, we're talking that this is going to last quite a while. Um, and yeah, maybe the, the tech return is not imminent into the future period. Who knows? It's very possible. And, you know, this could go on for five more years. And if that happens, that's an entire generation of young people who have only known the lockdown. And what happens to Silicon Valley? Is there any reason whatsoever to be here? Uh, no. No, because it's always been physical proximity. But right. you can immerse yourself in the tech world online now. You know, with Zoom call, and especially now that you have this Facebook. <laughs> <And the> Facebook <laughs> right. Oh my you can God. awkwardly be an avatar in uh, the metaverse. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, jury selection in the Elizabeth Holmes trial starts August 31st. Doesn't that seem like years and years ago now? Yeah, so in getting ready to cover this, I've been going back through some of the notes I took after reading Bad Blood and some of the notes I took after covering the the initial yeah. story and then the blow-up of Theranos. And yeah, so much of it seems it's like a trip down memory lane. This was so long ago. And uh, this trial has been put off for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. And the whole time I've been amazed that, um, and, and maybe she has, she's been silent to those of us in the press, but that Elizabeth Holmes hasn't done everything she can do to cut a deal. I mean, think about this. She's tried to rehab. I've seen her on vacation in photos. Well, look, she's been on vacation. She's gotten married. She's recently had a child. All these wonderful life things with this, you know, terrible thing Not hanging over her. Not a bad defense her. when you walk in the courtroom with your baby. No, but I don't think it's going to keep her out of jail. The only thing that would is some sort of a plea deal and maybe minimize the jail time. But if you keep fighting this you might lose and lose big. And, and I just don't understand why she would risk that. But again, I don't know what's going on in her legal defense, except well, we're here starting might be, to get little things. might be a things. reason. Defense yeah. attorneys, among other things, are asking that potential jurors be screened for social media use, especially Reddit, and be asked about her celebrity status. So basically, 
they're going to build this jury out of people who know nothing about how technology works. That's clearly the goal. If you're, but but if right, if Reddit is one of the categories, yeah. you'll find a lot of people who say, no, I haven't looked up Elizabeth Holmes on Reddit. But really, that's very specific. The next question of, do you know who Elizabeth Holmes is? Do you have you heard of Theranos? Could still be yes to 99% of the population. So yeah. just to say, hey, this is a celebrity kind of case, to me is a little bit weak. Yeah. Um, and not going to clear out enough people for them. I wonder about the VCs in Silicon Valley, all the ones who got suckered into putting up money. They've gone on, they've raised billion dollar funds and everything else. And this could be really embarrassing to them because, you know, you and I, they all have good reasons for having done it, but you and I sense there were other criteria involved. You know, they wanted, they wanted the female Steve Jobs. And you know they, they went for it, and they these these older VCs put up a lot of money for the blonde lady. Well, but look, they saw money. I mean, in the even in the early days of Theranos, Holmes and her partners were talking about contracts with companies like Pfizer mm -hmm. and all these pharmaceutical giants that didn't exist because of the technology that didn't exist. But the way she described it, it, it was a path. It was a yellow brick road, really, of money. Yeah. And so you had Larry Ellison, you had Draper, Fisher, Jurvetson. You had—I mean, it was just amazing. I got two words in reply: due diligence. Well, right, and that clearly didn't happen because they had stars in their eyes. They had stars in their eyes. And they, as much as most people, you'd think would want this to somehow go away quickly before they're all called in. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, here, we here. might have Harry, Henry Kissinger come to San Jose. Yeah, here's our testimony. To here's testify. Yeah, 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 oh man. Good grief. This could be quite a show. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Palantir. Okay, you sent me this one and I heard the same thing from Bob. It's like Palantir buys $50 million in gold uh, in case of a black swan event. Should we worry? Well, that's just, <laughs> I thought that was kind of a- Well, you know, you think, no, they're just, you know, getting into, you know, physical objects for, you know, in case of inflation and all that. But then you go, wait a minute, it's Palantir. Right. Their list of clients. Yeah. I mean, they, do they know something we don't? And that's the thing. You know, well-funded tech company goes public, worth billions. What do they usually do these days? And, and very spooky tech company. Right. Talking to very spooky people. But all the other ones, what would they do? They would buy a bunch of crypto and say, hey, yeah. we're into the new sexy thing. These guys are running gold. That's gold old bars. school. Gold bars. Right. They literally have a Fort Knox now. Yeah, and um, and and again, nothing against gold. It's it's a solid, you now, can, 50 million literally is solid not, investment. Yeah, it's hard. I kind of choke when I say, it, but fifty million is not that much money. Uh, well, it's a lot for the rest of us, but fifty million is chump change. They could put that in one of their you know conference rooms. All right, but but right. if it was fifty billion, I'd be like loading the Winchester and you know putting sandbags up around the house. <laughs> Right. Uh, so we don't know, obviously, and Palantir, of all companies, is not going to tell us, but that's a really interesting, I mean, a black swan event. What do they know? Yeah. Being Palantir and so tightly wound with the government. It, it just stuck as, what a strange thing. And I thought we kind of had one a couple of days ago in Afghanistan. Well, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe looking at a Taiwan black swan event. Okay. Robin Hood's revenue more than doubled in the second quarter. They're Speaking half a billion now. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they continue to do an, a huge number of trades as people buy meme stocks and crypto and all that. A big um, surge in crypto trading all emanating from that. But then the stock slumped a little well, because we they say their volume is going to go down. 
Right, and how would they know that? I mean, Robinhood is yeah. still very speculative as a company, so I imagine its stock price is you know, still trying yeah, to figure out. You'd have to have, do they have evidence of that. I mean, everything's so volatile and unpredictable right. and obscure in that world to suddenly say, oh, we think our trading's going to go down. And I thought, why wouldn't the trading still be going up? Crypto's the hottest thing in the world right now. I don't know. I think the, the honest thing for Robinhood, at least, is to say, yeah, we're, we're volatile and we really don't know yeah. who's using our platform or how often they're going to use our platform. But it lost 8% of its stock value on a record second quarter. That's just weird. Well, because the stock value isn't properly figured out yet. Yeah. I mean, the market makers, whatever they are, are treating this company as kind of a meme stock, which means, and you saw what happened to GameStop and those guys, they went up and down like crazy. Robinhood still hasn't figured out a trading range because it's sort of the anti-Wall Street and it's trying to find a, a trading range on Wall Street and, and it just doesn't fit yet. Uh, did you, did you, I never saw the clip before, but the clip when they went public, the two guys, yeah. didn't they look out of place on Wall Street? They did. They they reminded me of Waz and Jobs when I used to see them in the neighborhood here with their shoulder length hair yep. and all that. Well, and imagine if we were had actually gone public with uh, yes. Adam Newman. Woo oh man, yeah. that would have been quite a sight. Okay, um, real quick, uh, I saw this on CNN. Uh, Basil Hero, former investigative reporter and media executive, has authored a new book saying the mission of a lifetime, in which he says that the Apollo program was the birthplace of the modern tech ecosystem. Without Apollo, I don't think the computer revolution would have happened as quickly as on the same trajectory. Uh, no, he's wrong. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, if you want to say the Vietnam War, playing a crucial role in the creation of the tech industry, if you want to say UHF television, uh, if you want to say mainframe computers shifting from, you know, uh, wires to uh, chips, that did it. Well, I, I defer to you on this, um, but I remember being a kid and asking people, you know, who were buying, let's say, the early Apple computers and tandems and all that stuff, how did this whole thing get started? And the two things they cited were, you know, the military, which is right. always where these things come from, but they also said the space program, that a lot of the early eventually, chips were... Oh, okay. Eventually. So uh, Apollo, went to, Apollo 11 went to the moon with basically technology you can now get in a kid's Happy Meal at McDonald's. Right. Um, and, and it, was, it was very crude, traditional computation stuff, and mostly analog. Uh, ironically, the consumer world drove it when the government, the FTC or FCC, announced that you had to have UHF on your TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they had needed chips to propel the rockets and communication systems and all that stuff, but you say that came later. Basically, it was all mechanical. I yeah. mean, you, if you saw how crude this Saturn V was, uh, you would not have put money down. They were going to make it to the moon. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, how about this? Uh, the fallout from Kabul continues. The Taliban are now the lithium kings. Uh, the Taliban are sitting at an estimated $1 trillion worth of minerals. Uh, and where do we see lithium? Batteries. Batteries, yes. Uh, that's a problem. That is a problem. And that's and because of the chaos in, in Afghanistan, that stuff didn't get mined over the last 20 years we were there. And now it's very unlikely. But now you think, I, I think you now know why China is so interested in a country that's, you know, a little ways away. Yeah, I mean, who's ready to do business with the Taliban right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Okay, uh, I just thought I'd bring that up because we're going to hear about that in a few years. Okay, and uh, finally, am I finally here? Yes. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> okay, Horizon Workrooms, a new way for office workers to connect using virtual reality. They spent two and a half years creating this thing. You have, what, 16 avatars sitting around a conference table holding a meeting. You know, the interesting thing is when they bought Oculus, I remember uh, sitting down with a young man who created Oculus and he showed some of the technology. And it was pretty amazing, some of the immersive video games you can see. I'm talking about Palmer Lucky and, uh, and, and some of the ways you could see a concert even or yeah. virtually tour a vacation before you put your money down. And those things were very impressive. And what I saw yesterday as Facebook rolled out this sort of virtual chat room was honestly the least impressive thing I've seen in VR. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, it was a cartoon. Right. And if there was no such thing as a FaceTime or a Zoom, it might be like, oh, okay, there's uh, you and I are virtually talking with right. each other. But we have ways to do that in real time with real life. Yeah. And see I can see your lips and move. See, and, yeah, and see their facial, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so Mark Zuckerberg talking about how, hey, look, here I am in essentially cartoon form. Yeah. Honestly, is, is not a step up from what I saw years ago when the technology was first bought. Well, here's the question. If you're a 23-year-old millennial entering the business world and you play video games all your life, do you, were you going to have a problem with a cartoonish-looking meeting yeah i mean, I mean as looks... a grown adult you go what the hell is this yeah i mean the uh the hologram of tupac looked way more real than anything i saw <laughs> yesterday well but the good news is you can now go to virtual meetings you know it used to be you had to like pull your hair back in a ponytail or put on a sweatshirt over your dirty wife beater now you can, go, you can go to these meetings naked. You don't have to get out of bed. You don't have to get, get dressed at all. And your mighty Thor avatar. <laughs> so we've even down-marketed Zoom meetings. Yes. You're saying, yeah. Yeah, and you know, you got to wonder this one-upmanship. Is there going to be an avatar race? Are you going to show that you're an alpha or a beta during the meeting by what avatar you choose? Well, think if you're an avatar-making company, if that sort of thing exists, and you saw what Facebook put out, yeah. you're probably thinking, whoa, we can do a lot better than that. Maybe that's a market if people jump into this. I just don't know that they'll jump into this. I bet you there's going to be a market to buy avatars, special custom avatars. Maybe so. Because it sounds like the hard part of this is the engine, and they didn't spend a lot on the, on the user interface. I am thinking that there is a big consumer market potentially for VR. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know about the business market if what we saw yesterday was the business market for VR. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it for now, folks. You can find us on the Silicon Valley Business Journal homepage, as well as on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.